0: Welcome to South London Hardcore, I'm Jack McEnroe to Steve Walsh. Hello. We're coming to you from the Fox on the Hill pub, Spoons, you might call it. (laughs) I've never heard
1: that until like half an hour ago,
0: where uh, a guy directed Spoons, and
1: I thought it was the name of a cafe nearby, and luckily you stepped in as a teetotaler and said, no weather Spoons.
0: So we're at at Weathers. Yeah, (laughs) on uh, Champion Hill. And this week we're talking about the Gaumont Film Studios that were in Camberwell. In the early part of the 20th century. Last night there was a screening of 14 films made at Gaumont Studios uh, at Dogkirner Hill Wood, and we'll be speaking to one of the organisers later in the show.
1: And The Fox on the Hill is one of the local locations that was sourced by the Gaumont Film Studios in the early part of the 20th century. We saw footage filmed not 20 yards from where we are over 100 years ago. it was a magical little sort of evening, wasn't it? It In was a, a wonderful evening. Yeah, it was a
0: great turnout. Load of people there, brilliant setup, everything. Three hundred people. I've, I've read a quote. Right. Which okay. Is remarkable. Right? Yeah. yeah. Even little things like people were mic'd up properly. Yeah. You know, they were lit up properly. It all. It was all done very this well. It's going to
1: sound like such a dull thing to say, but technically, it was fun. Spot- I mean, we we yeah. did a screening of a film earlier this year, and and had and had a, you know a technical uh, snapper yeah so we can appreciate how much goes into yeah. it. And like what they did last night was ten times more complicated. It was open air, which leaves you open to so many problems in terms of. What wiring and whatnot, they had live um, piano accompaniment to most of the films, and when they didn't, they set up a chromophone, which was an Edwardian uh, film device that played sound simultaneously. It was just like, it it felt to me like a high-wire act, the whole thing.
0: Mm. Yeah, and um, William and Yasha, the organisers and presenters really they showed these 14 films and they did a bit of a talk at the start and then they sort of showed two films at a time and telling, giving you some history uh, description of, of the film and showing you know comparison slides on the screen of uh, of Locations in the film, and now, and it was just so well done, wasn't it? It was and just a perfect giving you way to do it, as well. Yeah. Just
1: sort of like this is here and there, and and even sort of general social things, like you know, this building's different because you know the roof got bombed off in the Second World War, and it was a, 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 such a brilliant balance of information. It wasn't them yammering on for too long, and you're going know, showing our film, just perfect. Just enough information to, to let you enjoy the film as well. That was. It didn't feel like it was getting in the way a it, it was enhancing your enjoyment of the film. We were talking to, or I heard one of the women who were there last night talk to William um, at the start of uh, their walk today and she was saying about how without what they said you would have been watching the films knowing that you should be looking for things and not knowing what you're looking for and that just distracts you and it just sort of takes, whereas we went in knowing what bits to look for but also with enough freedom to enjoy them as films.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 110 years ago some of them you know, things have changed. It's funny, in some ways, things have massively changed and the way they're shooting, it's not like, you know, there's, you, you wouldn't recognise things, but then again, there were, things were instantly recognisable. But also, the content
1: of the films, I mean, as you say, radically different in terms of how people are dressed. But it's funny, like... It's exactly what you'd expect if you were filming that way today in terms of, like, recruiting local people and kids to run around in the background. There's people just running past the cameras, huge grins on their faces. Yeah. Clearly having, like, the yeah. best time possible. And, you know, so much of the humour is... You know what's funny? People falling over. Yeah. Just, like, classic, you know? It is great,
0: those things where people just stare down the barrel of the camera... <laughs>
1: <laughs> with a massive rendition <laughs> I don't think anyone did a thumbs up or a wave but it was pretty close not it? far off So, Sedoma was a film company it was founded in France in 1896 one of the earliest film companies in the world it sets up in England in 1898 and sets up in Camberwell in 1904 it survives uh, into well into the 20th century uh, and is responsible for a couple of Hitchcock classics uh, The 39 Steps and Lady Vanishes but that was not in Canberra that was shot I mean one of the things you discover I mean it was incredible to find out that there was a film studios in Canberra at all um, let alone one that was as significant as it turns out this one was but then when you, when you look at it closely what they describe as film studios it's essentially like a two sided set in a field yeah that's the setup. And there's you know, they found one surviving shot in one of the films. There's no photographs of it, there's no real evidence of it beyond people talking about it. and obviously
0: the films themselves. Yeah, that is I think the wonderful thing about all this. Things leave traces. You know, you get like this building used to be this or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, this you know, just little bits and bobs here and there that sort of link you link you back to the past. But there is like quite literally no physical evidence that there was a film studio. Uh, um, in Doc, what is now hill Wood, yeah, and there was like uh, like they were saying on the night. There's no photographs either. Not, there's not like not a single photograph of this uh, film studio. You know, you could almost you know you, you almost doubt its existence. But then, as you say, they found in um, the final film they showed Percy wins the beauty contest. They sort of run past the studio essentially, yeah, yeah. and in the background, you can yeah. just see this. Bad uh, blocking, isn't it? I mean, really as, as a
1: filmmaker, you must have been uh, outraged. <laughs> putting the air out. There's another uh, interesting as well, in terms of like traces of the studio being left. Uh, one of the they made was it's been so long since the studio was there say 110 years that uh, a, a, an emerging, if not mature, wood has grown up in the process. Yeah. So it's woodland now, as opposed to the open space that it was. So at the heart of Gaumont in Camwell you have Alf Collins, who I'd never heard of, and uh, a genuine local character as well, born in Newington England, up by the Elephant Castle, lives in Camwell just round the back of King's College Hospital. And from the uh, sound of things, if, if the claims that are made on his behalf are true, he's got to be seen as one of cinema's greatest innovators. Yeah. Because they were quite yeah, openly were... crediting with the chase scene, as in yeah. a group of people chase a person, which I would have said the Keystone
0: pops, but this predates that by 10, 15 years? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly when that was, but, you know, the great train robbery in 1903 gets the credit for it, doesn't it? Um, so, you know, in a way, I don't want to minimise his achievements, no, because obviously but, it was incredible. It was yeah, the birth yeah. of cinema, but, you know, if he was... You know, we'd know his name, I think. You know Sergei Eisenstein, don't you? The montage. Yeah. And like D. W. Griffith. And Racism. That, yeah. <laughs> Massive innovator of uh, the Ku Klux Klan on screen. But you know, there are lost there are plenty of lost innovators in all the industries I Well thinking.
1: they directly attributed the car chase in cinema to him. So there was a film called Runaway Match that featured Cinema's first car chase. Um, also directly attributed the close-up to him in The Missing Legacy. And said that he uh, did the first panning shot in cinema. What is a panning shot?
0: He kind of did like a 99% invisible. Yeah, just trying to... That's uh, when you move the camera from right to left or left to right. From a, from tribe, a fixed spot. From a fixed spot, yeah, so it's moving on and that As opposed to a tracking spot where the camera moves within. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why you ask it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and innovations generally go uh, going on in terms of colour and sounds.
0: Yeah, they used to paint the film. Yeah. I mean, others did as well. Yeah, I think that was very common. That, that's
1: not an innovation common to
0: them. Yeah, one of the films was uh, a, an early sound film. You know, it's brilliant, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, eventually, you know, sound films, you have a piece of film was projected, and up the side of it, you've got the sound, um, so it's, like, perfectly synced together. But there was a period, you know, before... What's the first one? Is it jazz, the jazz that's right yes. yeah. before that you had people would show a film and play a record and uh, so it was it syncing was but only because there was someone using two very different devices to sync them together and it was one of those films it was extraordinarily early what was the year do you remember I don't know it would have been sort of 1905 1906 I think and that was that was that was
1: one of the highlights wasn't it yeah because it was really funny as well it's essentially what was uh, it called I got up one morning it was one fine morning it was a lovely morning but it's um, yeah it's a musical sketch on screen essentially isn't it where a man's sitting in his study and he wants to write a poem yeah, and every yeah. time oh, he what sits what I do today he's yeah. Irish I thought it was it Irish or American they were trying to go through the accent it
0: was a very odd sort yeah, of accent was a to Welsh about him yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he's just but the gag as he keeps getting interrupted yeah and uh, Oh what was I gonna do? Oh I was gonna write a poem. And I
1: say he gets interrupted like for seven seconds at a time, but in those seven seconds he almost <laughs> yeah, forgets. He has to reiterate, oh I was writing a poem and he sits down to write the poem again. Big
0: loss, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. From us, particularly, because yeah. <laughs> it was it was genuinely funny.
0: What was wonderful about that, and about a lot of the things, is that when you see early silent cinema, you see American stuff generally. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you watch, say like like Chaplin, say. I've seen more probably Chaplin than any other silent film stuff, but it's all American. Yeah. None of it's... Keaton, Lloyd, you know, yeah, the people I mean, that it, we talk a, about I've seen like a couple of early Hitchcock stuff that, uh, that, uh, that are shot in England. But it's very, you know, you, so to see it, especially with sound and stuff, it's extraordinary. And especially around here, you know, there's a yeah. Hamlet poster <laughs> in the
1: background of a silent well, film. you know, there, there's a shot outside this puzzle box, you, and you can recognise the fence. You can sort of see the, the line of the building.
0: One of my favourite things in that film, and in others, was the fact that you could see that it was shot outside. Oh, yeah, Because the yeah. curtains and the paintings hanging on the wall and, you know, people's clothes were just blowing in the wind. I think the
1: best one was The Missing Legacy, where the tablecloth that's supposed to be in their front room is blowing so violently that the actress sort of picks it up and rolls it into a ball at one point and puts it back on the table just to stop it uh, almost blowing off the table. Another thing in The Missing Legacy that struck me while watching it was the fact that the film revolved. It's about money that goes missing a man's hid in his hat. And what kind of hat was it?
0: Um top hat a bowler hat a bowler hat which of course is a South London invention yeah so it's quite a
1: nice sort of uh, South London on South London bit the police don't get a, a fair shake in these ones do they and it's great they're constantly falling over or being yeah, the, ridiculous the first time you sort of see a
0: policeman in the evening it opened with a film called um, the what's it called the
1: unlucky Roll of Banner? The, the, the tale of a roll of Lona
0: yeah, and it's a one one note thing, really, of a guy just walking around with a roll line and just hitting people in the head with it yeah, like every time he turns around. It's films.
1: something that we think more of in terms of ladders, I think, in terms yeah, of silent yeah. films in general. But yeah, a very interesting, just sort of like looking at the date of it, 1904, and sort of going, how many people before now mm. have pointed a camera at someone with an object that's knocking people over as they as they turn around?
0: So, yeah, a policeman gets knocked over and then you get a kind of chubby policeman falling over a fence. Another thing I spotted that intrigued me was in the final film, uh, when
1: Percy won the beauty contest. Which is about a man who sees the opportunity to win a beauty contest and cross-dresses to enter and successfully win. There's a chase and he realises he's a man and they're after him to get their money back. £100, which would have been, uh, you know, a lot of money. A lot of money. Um, did you notice the name, the, the, the venue for the beauty contest?
0: I mm, can't remember. The Tootsie Sporting club. I did. Yeah, that made me think Is Tootsie, like a, uh, is that a cross-dressing cross, re- cross dressing Yeah, because reference. obviously
1: you know 70 years later yeah. Dustin Hoffman's in the film Tootsie but apparently and I did like as much of a digging as I could in 12 hours 24 hours and tonight today Tootsie the Dustin Hoffman film is named after Dustin Hoffman's mother's dog right so, so it's, it's just purely coincidental. but oh, like right. but that still makes me think about the original film where like why would that be a good name for a sporting club two-team sporting yeah, club yeah, 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 yeah. or just a very odd name, an odd sort of coincidence that it would correspond in these two things that have a similar thematic mm-hmm. mm-hmm. thread.
0: I mean, speaking of sporting clubs, you know, we mentioned Dulwich before, but, you know, the first footage of, by some distance, of, of Champion Hill, you know, the, uh, the Dulwich Hamlet ground, when it is literally just a, a pitch that's
1: been fenced yeah, off, is it? It's a goalpost. Incredible. It's a goalpost. That's as much as you can do to identify that there's a football runner. And obviously, um, uh, is it in The uh, Persons Beauty Contest but when you see mm-hmm. the poster uh, for Oh it's in the same film For isn't a it? match yeah, yeah. You know Dulwich Hamlet Bush, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah that was quite a, you know sheep running across and uh, you know people in the drag chasing each other across what is now tangles. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> At one point in the evening I wrote something down on a poster and showed it to you and refused to explain what it was I don't know yeah. if you got a good chance to see it or read what is it said.
0: Uh, Mammoth. Chekhov, Chek- Chek- yeah.
1: Chekhov. Spelt wrong.
0: Yeah. left not the
1: H because I've just hurriedly uh mm. uh scrambled down. And I, I wrote that down during the film The Blacksmith's Daughter which is a very sort of straightforward morality tale about a blacksmith's daughter who's courted by a worthy suitor. But also by a cad, and she chooses the cad and goes off with the cad who abandons her and leaves her. And she comes back, and the suitor ensures that she's reconciled with her father. But the thing that struck me was early on in the film you see the front room of the blacksmith's house, and there's a gun, there's a rifle above the fireplace and obviously they're used the same sets and props over and over and it struck me immediately that was very incongruous to other things and I was like well this is a, a, a you know a story about morality and virtue and it, I immediately thought of the Chekhov quote about uh, if you see a gun in the first act then you, oh, yeah if you show a gun in the first act you've got to fire it in the third act so I was like well, well this is a rally play about a father whose daughter's virtue is wrong and there's a rifle above the fireplace so I was like this is a great opportunity for me to look well clever so what I'll do is I'll Chekhov show it to Jack and then when the father inevitably chases someone with that rifle I'll go there you go like Chekhov says but no they didn't
0: bother using the rifle above the fireplace so I was like alright oh, so I think the best film of the night the one with the biggest reaction was the 10,000 volt battery yeah. yeah you know I, I, I was thinking that to, of saying it's a it was mixed there was mixed quality, but that's the wrong way to phrase it completely. Because even like the least enjoyable film, which I thought was the Cromwell one that just went on for ages, was fascinating in terms of where it was shot. It was shot on One Tree Hill that. What's the church called? Oh, uh. Is it on Church? No, I do mean think so, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, and even technically
1: the- there as well. There's a shot where, you know, in a key moment in the film, uh, this woman has to stop the bell from sounding the curfew to save her lover's life or husband's life, um, and she she jumps onto the clapper and sort of swings off it, stopping it from hitting the side of the bell. And it's a drawing or a print,
0: isn't it? Of it's like a yeah, two-dimensional like a wooden, of this,
1: you know, woman swinging back and forth.
0: Yeah, I mean even when she's climbing up the church she's quite you know even It's a ladder in it. It's a ladder <laughs> and like the church has clearly been painted on some fabric no. and that's yeah, blowing yeah. in the wind, you know. <laughs> but yeah the best film was the ten thousand volt battery I thought. Uh, about a knockdown ginger prank that uh, <laughs> goes wrong when a guy rigs up <laughs> a 10,000 volt battery is essentially a wooden box with a rope well even even before we get to the battery uh, so this kid comes over it's
1: like some sort of electrical uh, I suppose a very early electrician this guy so they make it very clear uh, that he's been in his electricity so this kid pulls his doorbell turns to the camera
0: and sort uh, of laughs
1: off, like you do uh, and then runs off um, and then the guy opens his door Steps four foot outside of his house,
0: yeah,
2: before <laughs> without
1: even looking to see who's there, and then looks around and looks puzzled, and then looks his off and goes back in. Kid does same. Yeah, the saving, yeah, yeah. Keep goes in. Guy, 30 seconds later, gets the same ring of the bell, comes out of his house, comes four foot out. That's what I couldn't get over just this whole uh, not sort of open the door, have a look out, but you know, overplaying that's fine. Well. And then, as you say, the battery makes its appearance,
0: yeah. so I mean, we could tell people because the thing is, these films only well, one the thing of these is, films the is available told us to see before. Yeah. and it didn't
1: spoil anything no. for me in terms of. It, so but. yeah,
0: a policeman comes along, rings the bell, and starts just like having an electric shock. Oh, wow. And someone else comes along, and sort of tries to help him out, and they also join the chain to get an electric shock. But also, their idea of electric shock is uh,
1: you sort of wobble a bit. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's just so funny, man. But unfortunately, not available to see online at the moment. We'll see. I mean, these things, everything's sort of moving. Well, only in that one direction. is
1: uh, Percy wins. Percy enters the beauty contest.
0: Is available on YouTube, yeah. and that's the one where you can see, uh, you know, Champion Hill. Yeah, and the studio. the studio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, that is it's just a vital. It's captured a vital piece of history, isn't it? That Absolutely. would have otherwise been locked, completely lost.
3: My name is William Warren.
2: My name is Yasha Warren, and we're from Friends of Dog Kennel Hillwood. You
3: were the driving
0: forces behind the film night last night.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We found a year ago an article by Tony Fletcher. He's a film historian, and he'd said there was this uh, film studio, really early film studio in Champion Hill. And we'd thought, God, where would that be? You know, that's amazing. Got hold of him, and watched some of the films in the BFI basements, and discovered that we were living on the site of the film studio, and it was all all the films that we saw had recognisable street scenes from our immediate local area. So we thought. We need to put a film night on and show some other people because nobody knows that this exists in Camberwell. So,
0: was it a difficult process getting the films together?
3: Well, the BFI have got most of those films, so they're all in one place. But um, we did have to fundraise in order to digitise them, get them uh, so that we, we were playable in them. Because otherwise, we'd have been trying to project on for a thirty-five millimetre reel in a, in a field. That would have been. They're not giving you those, are they? No, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, it would have been slightly sketchy with nitrate flashing around. But um, it was. Uh, Digitised and put together, there was one which was a very very early talking film, first before the First World War talking film. Um, What's what year is it? 1907. Can't remember. 1907 or 1908. Called um, it was a nice quiet morning, and that we have to put next to a gramophone record, and we have to sync the two together. So, where we with new technology, it's much easier to make that sound good. And in fact, what we played last night was the best that film has ever been presented it would have been had talking and had images that sort of matched the talking before but they never would have synced but last night we actually managed to get them more perfect than they ever would have been
0: yeah that was a real highlight wasn't it
2: yeah it was
3: was a real like, magic hilarious. film
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> BFI got the films from Library of Congress in Washington and a Swiss Jesuit priest So these among yeah. the sources well, they, didn't get they
2: there the were films. only two they didn't, oh, okay. they didn't get the films from the Library of Congress. So the Library of Congress have got their films in their paper print form. Right. And then the BFI have got a separate load of films that they've been keeping in their storage. And uh, where the BFI originally got these Gaumont films from, I don't really know. But there was the Abbé Joie, in, uh, who was a, a priest in Switzerland, and he had a huge collection of early, very early films that he would show. And uh, so when uh, the collection... Like a very cool priest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when the collection was uh, split up and sold the BFI ended up with all the British film, early films so that's where the Timmy the Timpot hero film came from
0: and you've done a walk today uh, yeah. showing the locations just How had I'd 30 the... people
3: and talking about the stills There's much, showing the films and people. And we, we did little presentations where we actually showed the, where the locations were and said look out for this lady, look out for this thing that happens um, but the films are short and they happen so quick that you get three seconds and you, if you can't absorb everything, and I've poured over every one of these films and know every location and brick and everything else, so walking around I can stand on the spot, I can show the film still and we can really get an image of where it is and, um, and give a bit of local history and sort of talk about what the area was like and that's what we've been doing today, yeah, great. I mean I know you've literally just done it last
0: night but will there be plans to do it again or will they be sort of available for people to see in other places at some point?
3: Yeah there's definitely, we've done the first job which is we've let people know that there was a film studio here and we've shown them the films and how early it was and how amazing it was and so we've kind of claimed early cinema back for Campbellwell. I feel we've achieved that a bit last night and now we need to work out how we can crowdsource people to get recognise the locations that we haven't fixed, because I think if we put it out there and we show the images people will be able to say, oh that's my street or that's, you know, whatever um, and we can probably show some of the clips of those films, the films that we showed last night, we can show, we, I don't think we're allowed to show the whole film on our websites, but we'll show, certainly show clips um, we want to put up some blue plaques around here and let people know that you know these important things are happening here um, and but we
2: might be doing, Camberwell Free Film Festival have invited us to possibly re- screen the films next year which is around March time so there might be an opportunity, it wouldn't be outdoors again but um, there might be a chance to re-show them
3: and the BFI have still got another 18 that we didn't show and the Library of Congress have got 20 that have been mislabeled as American films but are in fact English films filmed on this site so we're going to go out and raise, that's going to be quite a lump of money I think, but raise some money and get them turned into film and then turned into digital copies and then we can see what, what they've got
2: so at friends DKH Wood is the Twitter uh, account and the website is www.friendsofdkhwood.org thank, thank you, forward slash film night if you the want middle to. Of a hyperlink. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> Hate it when that happens. <laughs>